0: Hey there, podcast listeners, welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Field Days Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gouts, and Greg Straub is not here because we can do many things without him and we can do them just fine. So we are here with uh, Holly Kramer, my colleague in the communications office. And today we've got some special guests who are here in Lansing at the Hall of Justice for the Michigan Reunification Day. So we've got some previous friends of the pod and one new guest. So if everybody could go around and just introduce yourselves and tell us uh, all what you do.
2: Monica Bailey. I'm a parole and probation agent in Clinton County.
3: Heidi McMurphy. I am a parole and probation agent in Gratiot County.
0: Samantha Rice. I'm the program coordinator for the 29th Circuit Swift Insure Program and Journey Court Program.
1: All right. Well, so so our listeners will recognize a couple of your voices, Heidi and and, and Samantha. You guys have been on before to talk about Swift Insure. And so for for our listeners, maybe who missed that episode, either one of you or you go, can tag team and just kind of quickly explain what Swift Insure is and, and what your roles are uh, in a typical uh, case uh, that might come before you.
0: First off, thanks for having us back. That means we didn't screw up too much <laughs> the first time around. <laughs> right. Uh, but so Swift Insure is a high risk felony probation program is run through the State Court Administrative Office. It is a compliance-based program, meaning that uh, if participants, you either follow the rules or you do a really swift sanction in jail. If they admit to the violation, it's three days. If they deny, then it's 15 days. This is typically how it's been set up. And it's based off of Judge Alms' HOPE program, Hawaii's Opportunity Probation with Enforcement program from Hawaii. We incorporate treatment, we incorporate different things, but it's just a little bit It's probation on steroids, essentially.
3: Yeah, and I think, um, as a shout-out to SCAO, we just had a conference yesterday, follow-up SWIFT Insure that Monica, Sam, and I were all at, and we met with several other programs within the state that are doing an excellent job in SWIFT Insure.
0: I think they just came out with their report as well about SWIFT Insure with different statistics and how well it's been doing in, in the state.
4: Well, and this was a really special day today for some families and some women that were involved. So, tell us a little bit about that and how that fits in with SWIFT Insure.
3: So, today was the Michigan Reunification Day, which promotes and celebrates the reunification of children with their families and recognizes the many professions who make it their duty to ensure children are returned safely to their families. Michigan is one of 27 states to hold Reunification Day events. In its fourth year, Michigan's Reunification Day is a part of the American Bar Association's annual reunification month. So we get to spend time at the Hall of Justice with a couple of our participants. Um, Monica can talk about her participant and her program and Sam and I can talk about ours and Gratiot County, and Sam will also talk about probably the participant in Clinton County.
0: So we were able, what was neat about today is uh, typically this day is reserved for judges who have a, an abuse and neglect docket and because they select a judge Rick and she does not carry that docket on a regular basis, we were able to highlight two of our participants from our SWIFT Insure program, which is unusual for this special occasion. Uh, so we got to choose Miss Jody Haas, who is a Clinton County participant who's going to be graduating at the end of August, and we have Cody Conklin who will be graduating on Monday from Swiftenshire from Gratia County and it was just really great. They, they are not typical in the sense, Jody at least did not have a case where she lost custody of her child. Cody did as a part of her charge, Uh, but it was still great to be able to celebrate them and the fact that they are able to be present in their families emotionally, physically, and and mentally, whereas before they were not because of drug addictions or incarcerations or various issues that they were running into.
4: Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the women who participated today. How did they get involved and uh, what was it like for them to be there and celebrating with their kids?
2: Um, Well, for Clinton County, Jodi Haas um, came today with a good
4: friend of hers and her son.
2: Um, she was able to share with us her journey that she's been on from the start of the Swift Insure program, um her drug addiction. Um, and the choices that she was making, that she was unable to be an active part of her children's life. And now she's been able to be clean for 600. 651 days, which is a great achievement for her. She is now employed full-time. She has her son with her. Uh, she has a daughter who is choosing to go down a bad path at this point in time. But Jody is choosing to try to get guardianship of her um, daughter's child. So that is a huge uh, accomplishment for her, and she's very happy about that. Uh, She's also been able to uh, get her driver's license and a vehicle. And I know we've talked about um, her looking for a, a home to purchase as well
0: was great for her. So Jody, I've kind of known Jody or she's one of those individuals who's always been in reports or you see that has been associated with other people who've come through the system and Jody eventually found herself coming through the courts on a charge of her own which is what landed her in Swift and Sure. What I've constantly talked about with Jody and now she's finally doing she's been able to be clean for periods of time while on probation and has been able to get through it but as soon as she gets off she goes back to the same lifestyle and so now the difference for her and having the support and being able to go through a program like Swift and Sure, she is living that life of sobriety. She's fully committed to that and really changed her her people, places, and things and is setting boundaries, which she's never done before. That's always been an issue for her, especially with friends who would eventually lead her back down a bad path. And I know that she's going to be successful this time and be able to maintain this life.
1: And I'm sure there's you know there there's always going to be good days and bad days and and there can be some frustrating days, but I guess talk any of any of you talk about what what a day like today is like when you get to see you know the kind of come full circle and you see the end path and and it's everything's in a really positive uh, light. It's got be pretty rewarding, I would think
3: I think for me, it gives me a sense of hope that um you know there's like you said, there's frustrating days when you think that you're not doing as much as you could or you are frustrated because you expect people to change and people don't change until they're ready to change and I think that we give them a lot of tools through the Department of Corrections um, and we're really working hard now uh, even more and um, focusing on trauma with women and motivational interviewing with our staff and that's been helpful and for me I think it gave me a sense of hope I sat at the reunification with my participant Cody and her family I sat by her daughter it it was a good day for me um, to be able to spend spend time with them and kinda let let my guard down a little bit as a probation parole agent and uh, see the change and celebrate what she's worked so hard for and you know her daughter at the end of the day said to me that she said I got a little her daughter's probably eight or nine ten maybe and she said I got a little choked up there at the end and it was pretty emotional for me and I said that's okay it's okay to be emotional and she's really proud of her mom and that you know her mom was they got taken away from her mom and so they lived with an aunt for a while and so her mom now has full custody she works full-time and she was really proud of her mom and it was nice to see and um, there was another family there that was from another county from um, Ludington and the the foster parents were working they're now godparents and the father got the child back, and so the father has custody of him. But he asked the um, foster parents to still be in the child's life, and that was pretty amazing to see today.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if we touched on it earlier. I know we talked about it. Maybe I think before we went on, but just reunification itself—it's when uh, an individual who's under supervision loses custody right of their of their child because of what they've what they've gone through or they're they're in prison or jail or, or or lost custody and now because of they've been able to get themselves back on the right track they've been able to win back the ability to to be that that parent and and have custody again so it's not just uh, the ones that you went to but there's ones from all over the state that were going through similar issues and i'm sure they all sounds like they all told their story of how they got back on track i guess for either either one of you was there a point where as you're working with with these women that it kind of clicked like was there something in particular that was finally like that light bulb moment that whether it was sobriety or maybe there's something else or just realizing that they wanted their their child back what was it that finally got them to to you know go on to stay on the right path
2: i know today that jody haas shared with us she had a violation and she went to tricap because of the violation and at that point in time that was her light bulb going off she did not want to continue down that path She wanted to be sober and involved in her children's life.
3: I think for Cody, the thing that, I don't know if Sam will agree with me or not, because we saw a lot of change with her, but to see her get some self-confidence back and really believe that she can do things and be in control of her own life, right when I saw that, that's when the change, I think the light went off that she was going to be successful.
4: This is such a really great positive event to get to be involved in and get to witness um, and I'd imagine it had to be pretty moving. What was it like to be able to be there with these families as as they were together for this reunification ceremony? And and did people get um, did pretty emotional during the ceremony?
0: I don't think there was a dry eye in the building, especially when the, that father came up and started talking about how hard it was for him and how much support he had not only from you know a sponsor and from that foster family. That was pretty pretty touching and. Um, Jody wasn't even able to say her own speech she had to have her friend do it because she kept crying so much and I think I mean it just really looking in the room there was quite a a bit of people who were moved to tears over it and it definitely it meant a whole lot to everybody to be able to see a day like today.
3: And I think the other part that was really special was that Justice Clement was there and Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Kavanaugh did have her daughters there and her father um, the former Justice Kavanaugh and to see them you know there was you could take pictures with Different props and things like that, and it was pretty. It was pretty moving to see them so down to earth and so passionate about their work. And the same with Judge Rick and um, Judge Nellis from Mason County. They were super passionate about what they're doing, and I think that was it. Just really showed how awesome it was today.
0: Well, and there's a lot of people that were there. You know, staff or members from the court or from from DHS that were able to bring their kids as well. So it wasn't just the families that were there that we're highlighting today or not, you know, acknowledging today, it was all the families that were there. It was a, it was a big event for everybody to be able to celebrate together and to say that we are all we we're all one same people just trying to make it in life.
1: Yeah, and well, we should, you know, I'm glad you mentioned her, but we should give a shout-out to Judge Rick because, uh, you know, she's definitely a big uh, proponent of this, and you guys work uh, really hand-in-hand with her, and she's a great friend of, of the department and, and the podcast, and so we always love seeing her. I actually, we ran into her. At uh, Employee Recreation Day, she was there with her daughter, who's a new MDOC employee. So, so that was really cool. So she came over and, and said hello. So we miss her it was too bad. We couldn't have her on today as well, um, but we're glad that you guys were able to, to come over really quickly after the after the great ceremony you had. But before we go, what's next for for the individuals that you guys that you supervised that had their their great day today? I assume they're still on supervision. So, kind of what's the what's next for them?
2: Um, Jody Haas's graduation is
3: going to be is it September?
0: be graduating at the end of august and then cody conklin's going to graduate this coming monday
3: and after they graduate we always at graduation we usually each say a little bit about them and let them speak and i think that cody's daughter she asked we talked a little bit today she's probably going to come up and say something at her mom's graduation but they also know that they can always contact us after they're off probation and you know we always try to still point them in the right direction and sharp is in the room with us today also and she is uh she used to do swift insure for clinton county and she also has currently one swift insure participant and she's working on journey court and she does an excellent job also so i just want to make sure that we mention that too
1: well well thank you guys so much for for coming in and and for doing what you do it's really important work and I know Samantha's not an MDOC employee, but we kind of counter as one, <laughs> so uh, you're, we, you're here enough. You're in our strategic plan and our and in uh, our progress report, so we've, we've, you're involved with, with Judge Rick, so uh, you're definitely a friend of the pod, so we thank you for what you do. I'm sure every day uh, is, like you said, can be some days are up, some days are down, but it's great when you have really rewarding days like this, and we're glad that you could come on the podcast and share it with us today.
4: Well, Chris, it was great to have everyone here talking about Family Reunification Day. That sounded like a really moving event, and I was really excited we could have the opportunity to talk to them about it, especially right after it happened, and it's too bad that Greg couldn't be here.
1: No, I think it was just the right mix of people that were here. (laughs) I I was not at all sad that Greg couldn't be here. Maybe next week we can uh, find a way to have him on. But I I agree. It it sounded like it was a really great event. I wish we could have been there to see them, and uh, we miss Judge Rick. We always love uh, seeing her. When you talk about having having an emotional event and having just a really positive day, uh, I was able to experience a couple of those uh, last week when we had several college graduations, Uh, the first one, was at the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility, and then uh, the next day we were at uh, Parnell uh, seeing prisoners graduate from the Pell Grant program that was initiated under President Obama, and that so far uh, President Trump uh, has continued. uh, But it allows prisoners for the first time since the mid-'90s to use Pell Grants in order to uh, take college classes, and so we had the first uh, cohort graduate from uh, the Women's Huron Valley and then also over at Parnell where they've had some graduates before through some other programs through the Vera Institute but it was really uh, amazing to see it was very touching there was a lot of emotion there were no dry eyes again uh, in in both of those cases more more so at the women's uh, prison it was just Vastly different the the range of emotions and, and how excited people were. Uh, it was just really special to see the the wardens uh, both did a great job there. The ones that we were at the director of Washington was just really pleased, and it was really nice to see that that the family members and the prisoners themselves uh, were so thankful for. For what we did. And, and I just wanted to share it's a short letter that uh, Warden Brewer uh, shared with us from one of the prisoners uh, who graduated. And she wrote the warden uh, this letter, and I'll just read uh, in part. Uh, she said, Today was an amazing and inspiring day that I will always remember. I wanted to thank you again for your willingness to allow our family to participate in this joyous day. It truly touched my husband's heart to be present. It touched my heart as well. Today I felt human, I felt more than a number or a statistic. Today I felt like a successful college graduate with a bright future. Thank you for making today special. It means the world to me that my husband was with me during this profound experience. And that was what was really unique about this one. This was the first time that we've allowed family members to come into the facility and be part of the ceremony uh, and be and be part of it and see it, and then get to spend time, get pictures taken with their college graduate wearing their cap and gown and their honor cords. And we had some media there, so I know you've posted some of those, uh, the links to some of those stories other that people can see and when we do the when we put this email out we'll make sure that we include those links so people can see those but uh, we do this with our our calvin college program and it's proved really successful and so we wanted to then continue that uh, with our uh, program with jackson college and we we are our great partners there and it it worked out so well we have a little reception afterwards for each one and they get to spend you know half hour an hour just kind of sitting there talking and just you could just see the pride in their faces and, and the moms and the dads and the grandpas and aunts and uncles uh, that were there, seeing individuals in their family who may have let them down in the past, or maybe they never graduated high school and they got their GED and now they've just gotten their associate's degree and uh, maybe they've never really seen them do something really positive with their life. And so to, to see them for the last number of years, all they've seen them in is their orange and blues. Um, and then to walk into the prison for the first time outside of the visiting room, uh, in, in the auditorium or in the gymnasium as it was at Parnell to see their loved ones in the maroon and gold colors and uh, their caps and gowns they weren't central grads you know they could but it is nice that, that uh, Jackson College does, at least has the maroon and gold colors uh, of their of their caps and gowns but the, it was just there was just tears everywhere just to see them and it was so special and it was really I was really happy to be part of that and be able to share that with other people through uh, the, the reporters that we had there so I really hope everybody sees those stories and passes along because it was just a really positive day uh, for the department and for everyone involved
4: yeah and if you haven't had a chance to read those stories uh, we shared them on the department's facebook page and we'll certainly include them with uh, the email in this episode of the podcast i mean you can tell how much energy there was in the room when you look through those pictures and just see how excited those women were to be achieving that milestone and i thought you had a, a really great quote that you shared too from one of the participants that Um, She said something along the lines of, you know, these women took the the bricks that society had thrown at them and and used it to um, build a, a better foundation for their success.
1: Yeah, that was really uh, a special moment, and uh, that that prisoner in particular, uh, her her mom uh, was there, and I think one of, one of her uh, another relative was there. And maybe it was even her son. She was definitely like she w- she was the class speaker, and she was clearly the the, the choice of all the prisoners to, to come and speak uh, on behalf of their class. And you could tell as soon as her name was announced, you couldn't really even hear anything after that because it was so definitely loud. All the students were there cheering her, not just the 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 other sixteen graduates. Um, but there was another forty or so prisoners who are currently taking college classes at through jackson college at the, at the prison, but uh, hadn 't graduated yet, so they were there to kind of see okay, this could be me next year and it was a great motivating tool for them but yeah, throughout her speech, uh, she did just an amazing job she 's very eloquent very bright uh, had earned several degrees uh, there that day you know her i think it was her son and and her and her mother they were there and just couldn't stop you know saying nice things and about her and it was just really really special and that was that, that was definitely one of the best lines uh, of the whole day
4: well and speaking of big graduations too we have Another big graduation coming up this coming week for our corrections officers here in Lansing, and uh, we just had a graduation up in the UP for our officers there as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should be playing Pop and Circumstance to like the background of like this entire uh, segment that we're doing because all we're talking about is graduations. So, so yeah, we we uh, will have another r- roughly. 200 uh, new corrections officers that'll be starting at uh, their facilities uh, next week, so that's really exciting. I know it's well needed uh, across the state at a, at a lot of our facilities, some some definitely more than others, but these are a great new couple of, of officers and again, for people who aren't aware, you know, a year or so ago, we decided we needed to have regular and consistent academies because of our, the need that we need to fill uh, so many vacancies. We've got about 615 vacancies right now, and that includes this class, so when we lose 50 Officers a month. Uh, we're bringing every every three months. We're hiring 200 more so we're slowly bringing that number down uh, and that's why the director and everybody here is working so hard with the legislature and supporting governor whitmer's budget proposal that would allow us to have even more funding to hire more officers so that's really important Uh, we've been talking with the legislature and making sure they understand that because that is definitely crucial in a number of our facilities so for people that are hearing this you should contact your legislature you should talk to them about this it's very important to have this funding so we can keep these academies going it's desperately needed and we're, this is a great career you know the director has been out doing media interviews talking about the need to hire new officers problems that can come with vacancies and so yeah every time we have one of these classes I always want to make sure that I'm there because it's, it's really inspiring to see see all the families excited to see their loved ones begin this great career of course we both know the the namesake this year which is uh, Warden Tony Treeweiler, who just retired from from Bellamy Creek. Just a great guy. We saw him at the employee rec day. He was there golfing with uh, Deputy Director McKee, the second best warden uh, ever to be at at IBC. I was waiting for that. (laughs) And so it was great. It'll be great to see Tony again. Uh, always one of my favorite wardens uh, when he was here. So congrats to him on being the, the namesake. And I look forward to hearing uh, his speech uh, at the end of the week.
4: Yeah, it'll be a great event. And I would really challenge the families there too to uh, be loud and bring the energy and cheer on their, their graduates. They've worked really hard to to get to that point and training is tough and uh and they've they've earned a seat at that graduation and they're starting off on a great new career so it's always great to see all the families there and friends that come out to support our new officers at these events
1: yeah and so since i don't think we have any other non-graduation news we should probably wrap up this segment i think we did pretty well uh without greg Uh, at least uh, you did Uh, i don't know about me but we probably should take off now before we make any mistakes and that greg can make fun of us for so we'll see you next week on the field days podcast all right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOCFOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.